is so sultry, that woman. <laughs> yes, she on, is. On, when I called into the conference line, it's like, hi, you are listening to, you know, whatever. Just enter your code and everything will be fine. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a way to start your morning. Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it's nice with a cup of coffee. That's for sure. The sultry conference right. uh, call lady. Um, Matt, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us um, here on BFF.FM. And uh, so excited to have you on. Um, I'm personally a, a longtime fan. Uh, uh, remember when Return of the Rentals came out and was so stoked to see that you're, you know, at it again. Um, and especially with this new album, it's so great. Um, and I had a couple questions just right off the bat. Um, sure. Yeah. The the title "Lost in Alphaville" um, doesn't seem to be like a thread through the entire album, but uh, I was just kind of wondering where it came from. Is it like an indictment of LA, or maybe a commentary on the music scene, or is it just a cool title? So, what in what way would it be an indictment of LA? Well, when I saw it, I, you know, I, I thought of <laughs> that, like I, I love that, uh, but well, uh, but because of Alphas, you, on that. you know, like the the I, I when I first saw the title, I thought like Alpha Male or you know that kind of thing, and I was just kind of wondering, you know, if it had any kind of further meaning. You know, you know, I I I will uh, talk about it. Uh, if you'd like, and that, and that's, uh, that's fine. It's funny. It's like with, you always wonder if it's, if it's better just not to talk about things that people, uh, have their own ideas about because, <laughs> because uh, like often their, their own interpretations of things are so much better than what the original intent was, or just, or just more, uh, if not better, just more abstract and, and strange. And you're like, wow, how did you get to that place? You know, um, like I really do think about that with our, uh, the first rental single, uh, was friends of P and at the beginning of when the, the song came out, the song came out before, uh, the album, our, our first album was released and we were, you know, we kind of hit the lottery and we we're very fortunate for it to get uh, a lot of support and people playing it and those kinds of things. And, uh, and it was before we had ever had a chance to do any interviews about it. So it was on the radio and on MTV and all those kinds of things before we, you know, ever, uh, spoken about anything to do with the group. And so people had had all this time to kind of come up with their own idea about, uh, who is P or what is P or any of these things. And so, and it was always the first question. So let's, you know, like you just start every interview. So tell me who is, you know, who is P, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, uh, so, and I would say, well, who do you think it is? And then they would have these incredibly strange, sometimes they were, sometimes they were like really like, sort of heavy, like, oh, it sounds to me like you're speaking about Parkinson's disease and turn it on. I'm like, what? How did you get, how did, how did you get that? Uh, you know, or whatever. Or, 
or it sounds like you're talking about uh, it sounds like you're talking about the psychedelic friends network and you know you're uh, and, and uh, what's her name uh, Jehan or Jehan Warwick uh, she would do these late night infomercials uh, about like you know I don't know whatever uh, things and and uh, and you know, I can't remember there was a bunch of other ones like that and like some were like seriously uh, like were you know where people are writing you these uh, you know. Uh, thing saying, hey, I know what that's about. It's about this. And sometimes they would be really funny and really strange. And sometimes they would be really personal. And you're like, you know, and for such a, a song that was such a, like a, a light song. And it just seemed uh, uh, really, really funny. Uh, and I was like, wow, I never, you know, that's, that, that's so much, you know, whatever, more interesting or better than what probably the original uh, intent was. Um, so, yeah, so the Alphaville thing, um, that's that from, from friends of Peter Alphaville, um, you know, the, the essential, essentially what it comes down to is, uh, is, uh, an idea of, of just being kind of lost in a, in, in, in the place where it all began. You know, so, and it's not in a, in a, that's not in, it's not meant to be a reference about the music itself. It's not meant to be a reference, uh, about like, uh, the sonic nature of the album. It's, it's just about the, uh, you know, being in a, in a, in a reflective place and not being able to, uh, about, about uh you know a certain time in your life and 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 uh and being kind of stuck there you know or not being able to get beyond that thought and in this case it's like i said not about a musical thing it's about um you know thinking about the first love of your life and and uh and being lost in the place where that all began you know um and so there, there are like, there are certain books and, and films that are sort of in line with that, you know, that, that I connected with, um, and, you know, about kind of thinking back on a, on a particular relationship in your life. And, uh, there's a book called Norwegian Wood. Uh, and at the very beginning of it, it's this, this man returning in this case to Tokyo, returning to like the place of his youth. And, uh, and, uh, and what, when he's landing, he's kind of re- thinking about who he was as a teenager and as a young guy entering college and this uh, relationship with this, with this, uh, kind of distraught girl that he was uh, in love with. Uh, and, and so that would, you know, it would be those kinds of things that I was sort of connecting with, but, but things that are more literal to my own life, like that. Um, so that is not probably <laughs> as, as <laughs> abstract as uh, the, uh, you know, the fact that it was the idea that you came up with, or you know, some other people that asked me a, a lot about this uh, Godard film called Alphaville. Um, which, uh, you know, would make sense because I've done a lot of European pretentious sort of arty farty things in, in my past. So people would, uh, 
people would easily make that link and go, oh yeah, you must be a you know a, a you know a, you know a snobby porn film uh, pretentious sob. So you know that's that's probably they, they put kind of put those two things together. So <laughs> and then there's and then there's the this um, German pop group called Alphaville who did that song Forever Young, which Jay-Z sampled uh, in, like, one of his big hits, uh, where, you know, one of those samples where they almost it seem, seemingly use the entire song as the sample, which is always mind-blowing, uh, where it's like, that is just the song with you, just like, whatever. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, uh, so, so there's been some questions about, like, is this about the German pop group? And it's like, why would I say lost, lost in what in my lost in my romanticism of German pop? Like I don't know. You're really trying to figure out this German pop band, right? So, but I mean, like, if, if it was about that, that might be a, a far more bizarre and interesting sort of uh, thought about what is lost in Alphaville. Yes. So, uh, you know. So, uh, but no. Well, uh, I'm I'm glad we touched on you know uh, Murakami and uh, a couple you know couple other uh, couple yeah, other so, things so, there. Right. So Jeff. <laughs> so all from from uh, from uh, you know whatever experimental French filmmakers to, to Japanese uh, writers to Jay Z and German pop music. Yeah. And we touch all and, the bases. Right, and my uh, and my uh, disdain for Los Angeles somehow, or <laughs> whatever. That's me. Uh, I'm pro- I'm projecting onto you. Right, right. No, but we might we might as well we might as well throw that into the Alphaville blender. So, so um, one of the things that that is is very exciting is that you know you're 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 taking the show on the road here. Um, I, I know that you've got a a, a show in L.A. Um, this Friday, the 5th, um, yeah. and then you're coming up here to San Francisco and playing at Slim's on uh, the 8th. And I was kind of curious, um, is any parts of the band that recorded the album going to make it on the road with you, or do you have a, a new crew for that? Um, yeah, well, you know, the, the for the last um, couple years, I've been, um, I've had these little, uh, moments where we're doing these, something that I'd never done before, which is, uh, we, uh, I bring together like friends of mine from all these different groups, uh, and everybody kind of learns, uh, you know, their parts on their own. And then we quickly come together uh, before, just before uh, a performance and learn, uh, you know, I mean, or and rehearse whatever we've learned on our own together. And then it just causes this um, very like explosive sort of high wire act of like, we're, you know, like where everybody is just uh, not taking the moment for granted and we're all on stage together all in this all together and just go and just, you know, whatever, uh, putting everything forward and 
praying like hell that we don't fall off the ledge, right? Uh, and, and plummet to our, to our, uh, you know, untimely demise. And so that kind of, and, and I love that feeling and I've done it for these, like there was a big tsunami in Japan that, that you know, everybody, uh, of course remembers. And we went with the first time, uh, that we did this was to, uh, basically show support for, uh, our friends in Japan who, uh, are, are, I said that I, that we have over there, the rentals have made. And so they, we basically like brought friends together from all kinds of groups in different countries and different things and put us all together and played these shows like, like that. And it was just such an amazing experience that it's something that I want to continue. And we're doing that for the show in San Francisco and the show, uh, the, the show here in Los Angeles, uh, where there are two of the people that played on Alphaville, um, the, the two first contributors to the album, uh, Lauren Shipman from this group, the section quartet, uh, they're like a classical quartet who play on, you know, all sorts of, they play on every, like, they just play on everything. It seems like, uh, but they're you know they'll they're they were just like working with Neil Young on the new Neil Young album, those kinds of things. Wow. Um, but uh, so but she's uh, Lauren, one of my longtime collaborators, uh, and Ryan Slager, who is in the group Ozma, who is playing the show with us as well, uh, is is uh, one of the guitar players. Uh, and then the other guitar player is uh, Keith from We Are Scientists, and I'm I'm a huge uh, We Are Scientists uh, fan. Uh, uh, so so Keith is uh, uh, singing with us and playing uh, guitar, and then Sean from the band Star Effer. <laughs> should I say? I don't know how you Starfucker. Yeah, this is this is internet radio. You can say it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so so Sean from Starfucker, uh, I have a I, I curse like a sailor, so I'm always very worried about how that you know like what my tendencies would be if there wasn't a seven second delay, um, <laughs> and I also don't particularly care for how it looks in print because like you know, but I do uh, tend to uh, to embellish with uh, with some uh, with some coarse language as it would say. Anyway. Um, so, but that's like, so it's that kind of thing that, that we try to do where like I, uh, we put together these shows, like the show in Los Angeles, we're doing with Ozma and we are scientists. And then at the end of the show, all those kind of people from those different bands come together and make up the rentals. Um, and then we have other friends and guests from other bands come and they sort of like, you know, like do like special, special, uh, performances and stuff. And within it is really cool. Like none of like, it's a, it's a, a feeling that like, I don't know. It's just, you know, there's, it's, it's just a unique feeling in the sense that the people that were, are playing together, we're all, we're all in it, uh, we're all there for each other because you have to be because we're all, you know, on this high wire thing. Um, and so nobody is like, this isn't their day job. So nobody's punching the clock, you know? 
Um, and it, nobody's taking it for granted. And we're all there. Let's just go and like, okay, this is insane that we're doing this. Let's go. And, and it really, you know, uh, I'm sure at some point we're going to fall off the ledge and plummet to our untimely death. But, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that won't be in San Francisco. Uh, but, uh, but it does make it exciting and it does like, and, it's like really like these uh, the shows that we've done like that. There's only been a, a couple, but the shows that we've done like that are the best rental shows we've ever done. The most fun, the most just like, just uh, I don't know. It's just I never thought about. You know, I'm used to the the thought of like, you know, my first band was Weezer, and we did it the very traditional way of being a band who, you know, goes to your garage and, and, uh, rehearses, you know, over and over and over and over again, tries to find out, you know, like who you are and your identity and then plays clubs and does all those things. And I think that there's a, a lot of merit to doing that kind of thing. But at this point I look at it as like, I just want to be with these, uh, you know, friends of mine who I'm inspired by and then and not have it seem like it's a like some all-star-y kind of thing but like but just but have that feeling of that it's just a new experience kind and of like a rush like, in the moment it is it, it, like at least up to this point it when when we've we've only done it a couple times but when we've done it it feels like that rush in the moment and that translates to the audience. And then, you know, like the whole cyclical thing, like they know you're going through that, <laughs> you, you, you know, you're sharing that with them and then you're all sort of doing it together. It's like, you know, uh, whatever. So, and the, this first show that we're kind of, uh, you know, doing the uh, test run of is, we're not, there's no warm up shows. We're doing it at Henry Fonda in LA. And we're, you know, we're just basically going from a couple of rehearsals, like boom, like right into, <laughs> into the moment with all these folks. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, are you, are, do you have, uh, more dates planned on the horizon? Other, I, it looks like you've got a handful right now on, on either coast. Yeah. Just um, a handful at this point, because the, the downside of it is of course, you know, Keith plays in We Are Scientists and, uh, you know, Sean plays in Starfucker and, and yeah. Lauren's in the Section Quartet and Ryan's in Ozma. So there's the, the for for this particular, uh, you know, incarnation that that's playing at Slims, it's like the stars all have to align just right for, okay, you know, uh, We Are Scientists are, you know, still on tour for you know, their, uh, for their new album. And they have this little window where they just were playing Seattle a minute ago. And then because of that, Keith can come down from Seattle and join us or whatever, you know, and, and at that exact moment, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Starfucker is just taking a, a, you know, has a little weak window where Sean's not playing with them. So, you know, and it's that kind of thing. It's kind of, that kind of thing makes you sort of insane, uh, but, uh, you know, but so it, it and it, it kind of makes you insane and it doesn't allow for it to happen, uh, you know, as often as you would probably like, but this, uh, you know, and this, uh, 
we uh, this particular group of uh, folks is like there's something really like I definitely am like we've only had we've only started rehearsing on Monday and I'm already like attached to everybody and really like like I'm gonna you know I'm already sad that we're not <laughs> that we're not playing every day together because I really like the I really like this group of uh, people together. Cause you know, I mean, all these things are just about, you know, uh, about chemistry and bands are about chemistry. And in this case, it's, it's just, you know, even though it's insane, uh, like it is, um, it's, you know, you change one person and the dynamic changes and, and, or, and this particular thing has a really nice, uh, these, this group of people really goes together in a nice way, and, and it and it feels uh, it feels right. So hopefully That's we fantastic. can we can yeah hopefully we can uh, this is this group of of uh, uh, Sean and Keith and Ryan and and uh, Adele Teresi who's singing with us who I'm a big fan of her albums as well. Um, we're all going to New York together and playing New York and Philadelphia and uh, New Jersey together. Um, and so, and so hopefully past that point, we'll find a way to, to, uh, do some more, some more shows as well. Well, that's great. I am so looking forward to seeing you, um, next Monday. Really, really excited about the show. Um, and uh, I, I know that you got to get going for uh, a, a band practice. Yeah, um, right now. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, Matt. Um, and uh, we'll be seeing you in the future and, and looking forward to more rental stuff. Uh, hopefully that chemistry keeps going and uh, you, don't, you don't take another 15 years to record a full album. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, I've I've already done the uh, the math on if if we did take another fifteen uh, years to make the next record, which I'm sure Polyvinyl is not excited about. I wrote to them and said, "Well, by my estimation, the next you know the next record should be delivered to you by uh, whatever it was like 2029." I think was uh, was the was the thing I said. So don't worry, maybe we'll, maybe we'll even get it to you by 2028. You know, get a get, get it in a year before deadline. So uh, hopefully that's not the case, but uh, but you never know. Okay, I definitely don't want that to happen. So uh, <laughs> that... it does seem quite far away at this point. So. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, for for calling in and um, have a great practice, and we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, see you at Slim's. All right, thank you. Bye.
That is The Rentals. I'm actually pulling that jam from the 1995 album Return of the Rentals, and that was My Summer Girl. Before that, we heard Stardust uh, off of the new Rentals album Lost in Alphaville, and then you listened to a... uh, conversation that i just had with matt sharp uh (laughs) moments ago i was late getting into the studio because uh, i was uh chatting chatting him up uh uh over a conference call uh hope you enjoyed that interview you're listening to bff.fm best frequencies forever this is the crack machine and i'm your host ben um we're gonna be with you for another hour and 20 minutes um so happy that you guys got to join me today um I, I hope that everybody got to hear that interview i'll definitely be archiving that um and uh putting it up on the interwebs for your listening pleasure if you're tuning in a little late right now um so so happy and thankful um that uh, i was uh given the opportunity to, to talk to matt today um, and I just want to give a shout out to Polyvinyl Records for um, helping to make that happen. Um, they've been more than awesome and generous with us uh, here at BFF.FM uh, time and time again. Um, before we get into some more tunes here, though, uh, back to our regularly scheduled program, um, I wanted everybody to know, if you didn't know already, uh, that BFF.FM is one year old. We just hit the toddler jackpot, and uh, we're still crapping our pants, but we are one year old, and uh, we're celebrating. We're celebrating with a birthday party tonight at the chapel we're going to be in the chapel bar um with our buddies happy fangs uh and a dj set from nanosaur and night jeans and our our mama dj cosmic amanda is uh probably going to put on some sequence and uh and uh throw out some jams as well and there will be cake so I hope you get to join us tonight, 777 Valencia Street. It's at 8 p.m. And, you know, the most important thing, you know, other than it's a birthday party and there's cake, is that it's free. So come on down. Enjoy the party with us and your favorite uh, BFF.FM DJs. I think we're going to be in force. So come on down. Join us. Um, I got one more, one more rentals jam here because why not, right? Um, that was a good time. So here's uh, you know the the lead single off of um, the new album Lost in Alphaville, and that is Thought of Sound. Enjoy, and uh, we'll get back to you in a little bit. Bye.
gonna take the long cut We'll get there eventually Listening to BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever. This is the Crack Machine, and I'm your host, Ben. And that was Uncle Tupelo, The Long Cut. Um, that track was off of uh, a full length album, but I pulled that directly off of their anthology, which came out in 2002. I believe that that song was uh, released someplace around 93, 94, something like that. Before that, we heard Waves with Nodding Off featuring Best Coast. And uh, the new pornographers, the new new pornographers uh, song Dance Hall Domine off of the excellent new album Brill Bruisers. Um, And then we kicked everything off with the Oranges Band with My Mechanical Mind. Um, That album, All Around, came out in 2003. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, I'm still just kind of catching my breath after uh, having that awesome interview with Matt Sharp from The Rentals earlier, Um, and just so excited about the birthday party, and uh, so happy to be a part of the team here at BFF.FM. if you like these kind of things that we've been doing, if you like the uh, the shows, um, you know, you like my show, you like the inter- the interviews and stuff like that, you can make um, some donations or to help support the uh, the the station and shows. Just go to bff.fm/donate. And there's a list of different ways that you can support um, either this show or the station in general. And that's all much appreciated. 
um, as you can imagine. So, uh, yeah, go do that. Um, and if not, you can also support us by coming to the birthday party. And uh, we've got some gift bags with special extra, extra special swag in them. So uh, don't miss out on the birthday party. All right. Um, going to hit up a little more new music here. Um, this is just excellent. Uh, the new Ty Seagal album manipulator uh is fantastic and this is just a quick track off of that it's called the crawler check it out
BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. You're listening to The Crack Machine, I'm your host Ben. That was No Age with Fever Dreaming off of everything in between. Uh, That album came out in 2010. Before that we heard Poster Children with Byron Song off of Flower Plower, one of my faves. Uh, and then we heard Two Way Army with My Shadow in Vain. And we started that little segment off with Ty Seagal and The Crawler off of the new incredible rockin' album, Manipulator. Um, I, I was, I, I've actually been uh, on the interwebs uh, while these songs were playing looking to see if... Uh, we possibly had a new dick of the week this week, but I, I gotta say I'm hard pressed to find anybody, um, that seems to be able to dethrone, um, uh, Hank Rollins right now. Uh, he of course was, was, uh, elected to dick of the week last week. Uh, for his amazing, amazingly insensitive things uh, that he said about suicide in in the wake of Robin Williams' death, um, and then you know, of course, we can always just put Wayne Coyne back up back up on the throne if we if we really need to. But I haven't seen any really good reason as to why I would do that. So listen, if you have a candidate in the rock and roll world for Dick of the Week. Hit me up on Twitter at BNRSSO. Um, you know, you can CC BFF.FM on that if you want to. But uh, that would be, um, you know, very, very cool uh, if you hit me up with some uh, musical suggestions for Dick of the Week. My, my lady is telling me. 4chan is the dick of the week. I don't even know what a 4chan is. Um, that goes to show how uh, with it I am. But uh, yeah, hit me up if you need to about uh, the dick of the week or anybody else that you, you think I should throw under the bus. Um, I'm happy to do it. Let's continue on with some more uh, rock and roll here. This is Les Save Fave with We'll make a lover of you.
this doesn't nearly qualify for Dick of the Week status. Uh, although I am confused as to why Vice uh, Magazine and Vice Online uh, via Twitter is shoving Action Bronson down my throat constantly. Um, if you don't know who Action Bronson is, uh, <laughs> he is a very big man uh, who apparently raps and has a big Santa beard. Um, anyways, uh, but uh, he... Once again, being shoved down our throats via via Twitter, um, is doing a uh, a segment for Vice's food uh, uh, channel called Munchies, and uh, his segment is called "Fuck That's Delicious," <laughs> and he's apparently dressed up like Guy Fieri, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Uh, if you don't follow Vice. On, on Twitter, um, I suggest looking it up because it's pretty amazing. He's got the Oakleys, he's got the frosted tips, and he's like 350 pounds. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fantastic. We have been listening to some great music, haven't we? Um, that was Glad Girls by Guided by Voices. Uh, off of human amusements at hourly rates. Before that, we heard Surfer Blood with Swim. Um, great, great song. Love that stuff. And then we heard Telekinesis with uh, Empathetic People off of their album Domarian. And we started that little segment off with Les Savevav with We'll Make a Lover of You. You're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We are actually in the last quarter of the show here at Cracked Machine. Thanks so much for joining and playing along and listening to uh, me fumble with the controllers for the first part of the show, trying to get that interview with Matt Sharp happening. Um it was seriously a a, a a gauntlet race from my apartment to the studio um, to uh, to make that to make that happen, and I'm so glad that I was able to do that. Um, coming up next, we actually have a uh, a former guest of the show um, who is now touring around with other former guests of the show in the Midwest, from what I can tell. And that's Sunny and the Sunsets. Um, we're going to hear the song Palm Reader, but he has been playing shows around the Midwest and he's been playing them with uh, other polyvinyl record label buddies, White Reaper. So here we go Palm Reader, Sunny and the Sunsets. <laughs>
that is Seaweed from the album Week and the song Baggage. Um, I don't have a date on that, but I believe that was like 1992 or somewhere around there. Uh, regardless, great little rock song. I think that I actually, if I had owned a four track in, in high school, um, that would have been one of the songs that I tried to record all the tracks for because I know I was playing drums at the time and wanted to play drums like that guy did. And I was definitely, uh, ripping them off on guitar as well. Uh, but anywho, uh, before seaweed, we heard shudder to think, uh, and the song goat as recorded for a, uh, five song, I think EP demo EP that they put out. Um, it actually was a promo only, and uh, it went to record stores and stuff like that. And it came out uh, right before their major label debut, um, which I think was like 1995 or something like that. Anyways, uh, before I started to think, we heard Michael Cronin, local guy, with the song Shout It Out off of his merge release MC2 from 2013. And we started things off with another local guy off of Polyvinyl Records, Sonny and the Sunsots, uh, with Palm Reader off of Antenna to the Afterworld. Next up, we're coming near the end of the show. I can actually smell corn tortilla in the studio now, which means that... uh, burrito justice is not far away um so stick stick around for that as uh he and evil oars uh will be talking about some dad core shiat with you um but uh what do i got going on here oh yeah um next up we got some some more san diego rock and roll i had a whole bunch of friends go down to San Diego this past uh, Labor Day weekend to go see Drive Like Jay Who play, and it doesn't sound like anybody was too disappointed with having done that. Um, a little bit jealous, but, uh, you know, whatever. I missed my shot back in the 90s to see them, I think. But they'll probably tour or something like that. We'll see. Looking forward to that, though. Um, but this is uh, one of the dudes from uh, Drive Like Jehu, him being John Reese, and his band Rocket from the Crypt, and this is Hairball Alley. Enjoy.
All right, folks, like I said, coming up near the end of our show, we can smell the corn tortilla in the air here. Burrito Justice is up next. Thanks so much for listening. This has been The Crack Machine, and I'm your host, Ben, here on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Join us at the birthday party if you can tonight, and also go see uh, Matt Sharp and the Rentals at uh, Slim's on Monday, if at all possible. Would love to see you out there. Um, I'm going to leave you with a track from the Grifters, who are also reuniting, and this is called Felt Tipped Over. Enjoy. See you later.